It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Carbach Brewing Company presents Sports Talk 790 Astroline. Astroline. The official off-season show of Astros baseball. This is where we talk about your Astros. Join the show. Post your questions and comments on social media. Just be sure to hashtag Astroline. That ball is gone. 2019 American League champion. Live from Plucker's Wing Bar on Shepard. Sports Talk 790 Astroline starts now. Welcome Astros fans to our official hot stove show. Your Houston Astros presented by Carbach. We're from Plucker's Wing Bar in downtown Houston, live on Sports Talk 790 and throughout the great state of Texas here on the Astros Radio Network. Plus, we're streaming live on Facebook. I am Todd Callis alongside Robert Ford as we blend in a little TV and radio play-by-play tonight for uh, the hosting of the Astro Line. And Robert, good to see you. We haven't done a show yet this offseason yeah. together. How's the offseason been for you? It's been good. Um, I do think it's weird that you still wore makeup even though you're on radio. Uh, but, no, the offseason's been good. Uh, you know, looking forward to, to getting 2020 going. I mean, it's, you know, pitchers and catchers reporting. I mean, this is an exciting time of year. Yeah, it won't be long. Only one more show here in Houston. And then uh, the next four down in West Palm Beach, Florida, you'll be a part of a lot of those shows. Uh, you've also been pretty busy in between baseball seasons with a different sport, uh, a sport that's very popular at the school we went to, uh, <laughs> and that's college basketball. Well, tell us about uh, what you've been doing this offseason with hoops. Well, that's been a lot of fun. You know, I've been fortunate enough to get some opportunities with ESPN to do some college basketball. Did the, the game last night at Oklahoma against Iowa State. Oklahoma got the win, improved their NCAA tournament resume, by the way. There you go. Uh, but, yeah, it was, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I hadn't done basketball in, in a few years, but had a lot of experience with it on radio uh, back in the day and it's been fun and it's you know it's such a change of pace I mean as you know you've done TV and radio and you know basketball on TV is so different than baseball on the radio when you have to fill so much more time and there aren't too many as many people involved where it's TV it's a whole production but I, I'm enjoying the challenge and you know it's been fun doing these games and it's been mostly big 12 games so getting a getting a tour of the big 12. Well good for you I, I know you know personally having done the 10 years at USF before I got here to mm-hmm. Houston it locks you into college hoops. Oh, yeah. And in the month of March, obviously, your main focus is on what's going on at with the Houston Astros, but you're going to be dialed in to whatever, whoever makes the tournament and what happens in the tournament. Yeah, I'm going to wind up doing seeing every Big 12 team except for Kansas and TCU. There's the right? only two I'm, I'm not going to do their games anyway. Okay. I'll, I've seen them on TV. but uh, And then, you know, you and I both Syracuse alums, so, you know, watching Syracuse basketball, see a lot of the ACC. So, sure. yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like – Getting back into it, I'm way more locked into to college basketball than I have been in a, in a few years. And it's been, you know, it's a lot of fun. Such a great game. Tonight's Astro Line show, presented by Carbach Brewery, is tonight coming from Pluckers right here on 1400 Shepherd. We're going to have some special guests on the phone with us tonight. It's going to be led off by Brian McTaggart, who's been a beat writer for the Astros for a number of years. I'll be followed up by the pitching coach of the Houston Astros, Brent Strom. And then we're going to have a 2020 Hall of Fame inductee into the Astros Hall of Fame. 
and that is Lance Berkman. Those are our three guests coming up on the radio. Robert, again today, it was the Astros dominating the headlines in Major League Baseball, not necessarily for the reasons we want. We would yeah. love to be sitting here talking about baseball, uh, but for the first time uh, since the suspensions and subsequent firings of A.J. Hinch and Jeff Luno, the players spoke. What were, you, what were your takeaways from today? And we'll talk more about this with Brian in a little while. Well, I think it's good, finally, because, I mean, I think everybody, whether you're an Astros fan, whether you're a fan of one of their opponents, whether you now dislike the Astros because of everything that transpired, I think everybody wanted to hear from the players because they were the ones who were, were most involved in everything that was going on. And I think it was good that that, that, that happened. And, you know, I, I thought that, uh, you know, at least the, the clips that I saw and, and the quotes that I read that, the players, for the most part, sounded remorseful and, and, you know, were very apologetic about what happened. I thought, you know, and you and I were talking about this earlier, I thought in particular Carlos Correa was, was very forthcoming and, 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 you know, even got into some of the details of some of the things that, that happened in 2017 and, and, and also uh, George Springer as well, I thought. Um, so, I mean, you hope it's, it's one of those things where this is just kind of part of the process now mm -hmm. that spring training is going on and, you know, spring training games will be starting soon. The regular season will be here before you know it. And I, I have to think that for all of the players, just getting back to baseball right. has to be just a relief <laughs> because just all off offseason uh, hearing about it and, you know, answering questions. And even though, you know, the, it was media silence for them, I mean, I'm sure they're hearing from family members and friends who want to know what was going on and their thoughts and, and everything else. So I'm sure for a lot of the players it's a relief to finally – uh, be in a position where they, they can answer some of these questions and, you know, start the process of getting ready for the 2020 season. Yeah, there's no doubt uh, the entire Major League Baseball scope has been on the Astros not only today but for the past few months. Uh, I don't think there's ever been that kind of uh, national presence in, in terms of media at any Astros event, maybe certainly in spring training, yeah. but maybe other than postseason. So uh, it was one of those days where the players knew it was coming, and they're unfortunately It'll be interesting to see how much they're going to have to deal with this as the season progresses. I think there's never going to be a season where players are going to be more excited to talk just about baseball because right. they are going to be inundated with this stuff as we move forward. The first time they go to New York, the first time they go to the West Coast, uh, whether it's against the, you know, take on the Angels, there's going to be a lot of scrutiny. So today was step one, uh, but there's probably going to be a lot more steps along the way. You know, and it's interesting, too, because you think about – all of the various storylines around Major League Baseball, not just with the Astros. Of course, there are plenty of other storylines with the Astros, you know, coming back, trying to get back to the World Series. How's Lance McCullers going to be coming back from Tommy John surgery, things like that. And there are also many storylines around baseball. You think about their complex mates, the Washington Nationals. They just won a World Series for the first time in franchise history and, you know, came back and, and do or die games throughout the postseason. Nobody is talking about them. Mm -hmm. No one's talking about any of that. No one's talking about you know, Anthony Rendon signing with the Angels or, you know, Gary Cole signing with the Yankees. Everything is all about what's going on uh, with the Astros and then pretty soon with the Red Sox once the commissioner releases his report on that. Well, we mentioned our first guest tonight who is now on the phone lines with us is Brian McTaggart. He is in his 17th season as an Astros beat reporter since 2009. He has been working for MLB.com as the Astros beat reporter. He was there today in West Palm Beach at the Astros Complex. And, Brian, first of all, welcome to the show. Welcome to Astro Line. Today had to be probably as unusual and certainly as packed a media session day as you've ever seen in West Palm Beach. Without a doubt, Todd. It was a uh, sort of a surreal day. The uh, Every national baseball reporter you can imagine was 
down here today, and you know, as they were getting set up for, for the for the uh, press conference, I counted the TV cameras. There were twelve of them, so certainly not a, not a regular day at Astros camp, but um, you know, a day I think that everyone had circled on their calendar for a while to see what the players were going to say. And uh, you know, once the clubhouse door swung open at uh, at ten a.m., every every player who was on the twenty seventeen team, and there there are ten of them remaining, was in the clubhouse ready to talk. And there were sort of large scrums of reporters going around to each player. And, uh, the, you know, the apologies were coming. You know, guys like George Springer, who uh, you could really feel the, the emotions coming out of him. Carlos Correa as well talked for 10-plus minutes and was really, uh, you know, really sincere, I thought, in, in his words. But even, you know, even players that didn't say quite as much, Reddick and Verlander, you know, everyone apologized. It was clear that, that they were ready to, uh, you know, put this behind them and, and get on to baseball. Um, you know, I think that's the case for everybody. I think everyone's kind of ready to just get down to the uh, the popping of the mitt. We heard some of that, too. I was able to wander the backfields for a little bit and watch some of the PFTs and, and stuff like that. So hopefully we'll be talking more about that stuff going forward than than the uh, the press conference and the contents of that. You know, talking about that scene, Brian, you know, just kind of could you kind of let it get it get us an idea of what the mood was like when the doors for the clubhouse swung open and as you mentioned all this media attention all this media there what was kind of the the mood the feeling I'd imagine you, you probably felt some of that tension walking into that clubhouse yeah no doubt you didn't know quite what to expect and you know the TVs in the clubhouse were actually playing the the uh, press conference <laughs> like I don't know if it was a delay or what but um, when we walked in Bregman's um, Bregman was on the on the big screen on the TVs in the clubhouse with his statement he had just made outside a few minutes earlier, but uh, we didn't have to go looking for the players. They were there. They were by their locker, or they were in a, another area of the clubhouse. If they, you know, uh, for example, Correa and um, I believe Springer were lockered close together, so they had kind of spread out in the clubhouse where they were able to accommodate the reporters. Justin Verlander was was sort of pacing around, waiting for reporters to come to him. So, um, yeah, and then it was just a matter of going from player to player and, and you know, hearing what they had to say and, and hearing the apologies. And, I mean, it was everybody. McCullers, um, you know, even Brad Peacock and I think Davinsky were available, and I don't think they were interviewed about that. But, um, you know, Altuve spoke for quite a while. Bregman spoke for quite a while, even though they had talked outside earlier. So within 30 minutes, I think everybody had what they needed. And, um and then there were probably some baseball questions in there as well. But certainly a, a surreal scene, something that I really haven't seen. And the only thing I can compare it to in my years covering the Astros is when Roger Clemens came to camp in the midst of uh, a lot of the stuff, a lot of the PED stuff. He came to Astros camp to work out. It was sort of a similar with a lot of national media and a lot of attention and, and that sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, sort of an unusual day at camp for sure. You mentioned uh, the national media and – Obviously, we would love to be sitting here, Brian, talking about baseball primarily instead of this topic, but this topic is obviously relevant. It's the biggest story in Major League Baseball right now. What's your sense as you talk to people, uh, especially national media people, whether this is going to be something they follow throughout the spring or was this a one-and-done where they came in, got their interviews done, and they're, they're heading out of town? Are you going to expect more of a national presence throughout the 2020 spring training schedule? Yeah, I think so. I definitely get the sense from some of the reporters I've talked to that they're not ready to put this to bed yet. And we all know the Red Sox are being investigated. Um, but I, I think, uh, I don't know if it's going to be a daily thing, if the, uh, some of the national reporters are going to be there tomorrow and the next day and the next day. But I did get the sense that some of the players were like, hey, we're going to talk about this today. This is the day we're going to talk about this. And then we're going to 
set forth in 2020 and try to win the World Series. So, you know, I think if the players wanted to put it completely behind them, I don't know if that's going to be the case. I, I do think uh, as you know, the next few days of spring training will remain a topic. And then when the regular season starts and they go on the road, I think it will become more of a, of a topic then when, you know, they're greeted by, uh, you know, probably some fans who aren't happy and as, as they go town to town. So, uh, yeah, a lot was said today and, a, you know, a bunch of apologies, but I don't think it just closes the window on this yet. I think it's going to uh, be a story that, that sort of lingers into the season and then maybe as we get into the summer, maybe it starts to go away a little bit. What are the uh, challenges as a, a beat writer, Brian, not so much with this story specifically, but just the fact that, you know, as a beat writer, obviously you you have to pay attention to all of the goings-on with the Astros. And, and meanwhile, this story has just dominated everything. And I'd have to imagine this is what everybody wants you to write about. This is what everybody wants to hear about. What are the challenges that's posed for you as a, as a beat writer, uh, you know, covering this and also still wanting to, to – keep a pulse on everything else that's been going on. Yeah, well, it's been a, you know, an interesting month ever since the, the report came out and, and the suspensions and the firings. Um, it's just been a constant news cycle. They had to hire a GM and a, a manager. You have to stay on top of that. Stuff you really don't expect to be dealing with in, in January when you're just you know, trying to wrap your mind around going to spring training. Usually it's a time where you can maybe lay low a little bit. You know, all the free agency and trades are pretty much over. But, you know, the Astros very much in the forefront of the news at that point. So, you know, one of the things that was really unusual was that the players kept a low profile this offseason, I think, and for good reason. So um, there wasn't a lot of access to players and a lot of the stuff we normally do in the offseason as far as stories we write and maybe going to different locations where players are. Um, that just wasn't the case. So it was definitely something that dominated everything we do. And the first day of camp, it was the, the dominant story as well. Um, but, you know, like I said earlier, I, I personally, I'm, I'm going to walk in that clubhouse tomorrow and you know, whatever whatever the news is, I'm, I'm going to cover it. But uh, I'm, you know, I have some baseball questions I want to want to ask some guys <laughs> yeah. about uh, the 2020 team, and you know, I think a lot of people are ready to read about that as well, or I hope they are. Yeah, I mean that's that's why we're here. I mean, Astro Line shows are, are revolving around Astros baseball, and not necessarily uh, what has happened here in 2017, which has dominated the headlines. Uh, along those lines, uh, you had five storylines that you wrote about just a day or so ago that you're going to be following in spring training. And the top of the list was uh, Lance McCullers Jr. And, and coming back from Tommy John surgery, I know he wants to pitch a lot more innings than maybe uh, the Astros were comfortable with initially. Uh, where do you see Lance? How do you think they're going to handle him in 2020? Is the innings uh, limit going to be a real thing or a moving target? How's this whole thing play out, do you think? Well, thank you. That's a question I could probably better answer tomorrow because that's kind of, <laughs> of going to be one of my focuses when I you get a chance to get back in front of Lance and, and see where he's at. I know that it was said in the previous regime that 120 innings, 130 innings was sort of where they wanted Lance to come in at. And knowing the colors like we do, that it's going to be really hard to take the ball out of his uh, his fingers, I think. I, you know, he probably wants to go out there and throw 200 innings. But, you know, that probably wouldn't be prudent with just after missing the entire season. So, you know, I'm not sure. I guess we'll see. Um, but, you know, Lance, he's, what, uh, 15, 16 months removed from surgery now, so he's completely fully recovered. He was fully recovered uh, a few months ago, uh, I think during uh, during October. I interviewed him during the World Series, and he said he, he completely recovered. And so, it's uh, you know, he's going to have to get back on the mound. And uh, I know he's very excited. He spoke a little bit about it today when we were talking to him about the, uh, the sign-stealing uh, 
stuff. And, you know, he, he talked about how he, he was waiting for this day and he can't wait to get on the mound. So I think he's throwing his first bullpen tomorrow, but that's uh, hopefully that's a story I can address more tomorrow <laughs> when I get a chance to visit with Lance and see where he's at. You know, talking about the McCullers and, and the rotation in general, obviously one of the big battles this spring is going to be that, that fifth spot, of course, Austin Pruitt, Houston native coming over in a, in a deal and, and some uh, some other guys who are already in in house. Uh, obviously, with the new regime, it's a little tougher to kind of gauge how everybody feels about certain players. But who do you feel like are going to be the the key guys to watch for that fifth spot? Yeah, I think uh, definitely Austin Pruitt's going to be in the mix. You know, uh, you know Brad Peacock as well. And you know, yeah. he, Brad Peacock's been around this team longer than than anybody pretty much. He's the the elder statesman on the pitching staff as far as his time with the Astros. So. Um, I think he's going to be in the mix as well. You know, do they do they stretch out Josh James as a starter like they tried to do last year before he got injured? Um, and maybe, you know, maybe he, you know, maybe his uh, velocity and the things he's he's able to do can help him get a spot as well. Then you look at the kids. You know, Forrest Whitley. Will this finally be the year he puts it all together? He was throwing a bullpen today. Um, you know, chance to visit with him in the next couple of days, hopefully as well. Um, you know, there's, there's no shortage of candidates. I think when you have a guy like, when you have a guy like Brad Peacock on your staff, um, who can move between the bullpen and the rotation with, with ease, you know, that kind of gives you a little bit of flexibility, maybe give you a, you know, a longer look at somebody else. If they don't work out, you can always move Brad back into the rotation, but yeah, I'm anxious to see what Strom can do with Austin Pruitt, you know, a guy that's got a big spin rate. And we know that, that, uh, those guys have come to Houston and, and flourished and fared pretty well, so maybe Austin Pruitt will be the next guy to add to that list. Well, Tags, we appreciate you joining us today on what had to be a surreal day in West Palm Beach. I don't know if you've ever had more competition for getting your camera phone in the right position as you did today. Uh, we look forward to seeing you down there, and we look forward to talking more baseball along the way, but thank you for your perspective on uh, the day today that unfolded. We appreciate it. Sure. Well, I got sharp elbows and an iPhone 11 now, so the video wasn't a problem, so, but uh, yeah. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. Hey, make plans now to see your Houston Astros in action as the 2020 spring training schedule gets underway February 22nd at the 15 Ballpark of the Palm Beaches. For the best way to experience Florida, visit thepalmbeaches.com. Coming up next on Astro Line, it'll be the legendary pitching coach of your Houston Astros, Brent Strom, joining us live from West Palm Beach, Florida. You are listening to Astro Line from Plucker's Wing Bar, downtown Houston, presented by Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. Looking for a great place to bring your friends and family? Head on over to Carbach Brewing for some fresh craft beer and damn good eats. With our on-site restaurant and sprawling beer garden, there's always something for everyone to enjoy. So grab a Love Street Blonde or a Hopadillo IPA and kick back and relax. And keep up with all of our events by following us on social media at Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing. Crafted for serious fun. The sun is shining, the palms are swaying, and Astro Spring Training is back in West Palm Beach this spring. Come experience baseball and the Palm Beach is all in one place. Visit astros.com slash spring to download your 2020 spring training schedule or call 561-500-HITS for ticket information or to place your season ticket, suite, or party deck deposits today. That's 561-500-4487. The Astros Buddies Club, presented by BBVA, is the official kids club of the Houston Astros and the coolest way to show off your Astros pride in school or on the playground. Hey! 
For only $30, get Astro's Buddies items, including a backpack, socks, hat, and lanyard, as well as tickets to select home games at Minute Maid Park. To learn more or to become a member, go to astros.com slash buddies. We welcome you back to Astro Line as we are presented by Carbach Brewing. We broadcast live from Pluckers on Shepherd in downtown Houston. We're just 12 days away from our very first show in West Palm Beach when Astro Line relocates to Duffy's Sports Grill on Clematis. That'll be February 25th. And don't forget, Duffy's is the official home away from home for the Astros faithful. And Robert Ford and Steve Sparks will broadcast every spring training game beginning with the opener on February 22nd live from the 15 ballpark of the Palm Beaches. And don't forget to catch every weekend game or a game against every opponent the Astros face this season with a 28-game plan. Pick the plan and seats that work best for you. For details and to select your plan today, visit astros.com slash season tickets. So we welcome you back to Astro Line, Todd Callis, Robert Ford, and we are joined by another special guest on the phone lines calling in from West Palm Beach, Florida, in the midst of all this craziness going on. It is great to see our buddy Brent Strom on the pitching mound tutoring his disciples and with pitchers and catchers reporting just two days ago. Stromy's been a busy guy getting ready for the season to start. Brent Strom joins us. Stromy, first of all, welcome to the show, and, and tell us about the first couple of days with pitchers and catchers. So it's good to be with you guys. I hope you're both doing well. Um, uh, what was uh, appealing to me was to finally get on the field and, and kind of get away from the nonsense for a while and uh, be able to uh, see some of the young arms that we have and uh, see a healthy Presley and, and Davinsky throwing well and uh, the young Abreu throwing well. And, uh, and, and so it was, it was fun to get out in the sunshine and, uh, and get, some, get some work done. And uh, we'll, we'll go again tomorrow with another group and, uh, and proceed trying to get these guys ready for a championship season. Rami, you know, you talk about you know, Presley being healthy, and, and Devo has had, you know, he's had, he's been up and down the, the last couple of years. Starting with, with Devo, what are what are some of the things you think he needs to do to, to get back to the pitcher we saw, you know, his first couple of years in the big leagues to have to be a little bit more consistent? Well, one of the things he's done, he's dropped a he's dropped a, a, a some weight, which makes it easier for him to move. Uh, you know, it's really uh, it's really easy once you have some success early to kind of kind of let yourself go and you get caught up in the major league lifestyle and, and Devo recognized that and he's done a really good job uh, with his nutrition and, and everything. So he's, he's, he's moving much better, uh, better direct line. Uh, so that I'm really excited for this guy to get back to all-star status. I think we have, I think we have uh, three relievers that are, are uh, that have possibilities to be an all-stars. I think Devo again, I think Presley and I think Osuna. I'm, I'm really pleased with our bullpen where it sits right now. Uh, adding Joe Smith, keeping him around uh, was a big move for our bullpen. So I, uh, I'm looking forward to the bullpen. I think it's uh, going to be one of the stronger ones in the American League West. In your first uh, answer, Stromy, you mentioned Forrest Whitley. He's a guy we thought would possibly contribute to the team in 2019. The season did not go the way he wanted to last year. What have you seen from him early, and do you anticipate him making an impact in 2020? Well, he threw today for the first time. Um, he is making some adjustments, some changes. I think uh, I, I think we still have a ways to go. Uh, I cannot thank enough uh, our minor league people, uh, William Murphy, and then my bullpen coach, who has been just tremendous for me, in, in Josh Miller. Uh, both of them have done good work with uh, with Forrest. Forrest spent the winter out in uh, in Phoenix, uh, but he, you know he threw his first bullpen today, and uh, so I'll have to reserve judgment until I see a little bit. Uh, bit more from him but there are other people that uh, quite frankly have uh, have stepped forward uh, and uh, I anticipate um, you know out of the 
I think we have uh, 31 pitchers, I think 27 active right now with a couple having injuries. I think we're going to see a number of guys that are going to contribute to, uh, to a winning season for the Astros this year. You know, you mentioned all the, the pitchers in camp, and, and, you know, Forrest Whitley gets the most attention of, of some of the young pitchers. But when you think about some of the, the guys, particularly the pitchers who are in their first big league camp, is there anybody who has, I mean, I know it's early, but is there anybody who's really impressed you or who you're really looking forward to seeing who maybe you haven't seen a whole lot of to this point? Well, I think the name that's being bandied about the most is Christian Javier. Um, this is an interesting dude. He, uh, uh, very deceptive uh, arm action delivery. Uh, he had a tremendous year last year. I think the second lowest uh, batting average against in, in baseball behind uh, Gore, who's one of the top prospects with the Padres. Uh, I saw him throw today for the first time. It's a very unique uh, release. I think it's very deceptive, very hard for hitters to pick up. And uh, I'm looking forward to getting him in the games. Um, I'm looking forward again to see Framber Valdez. You know, this is uh, one thing that we fail to realize is these are young people, and Framber is now a new dad. I think the new responsibilities of, of having a child uh, is going to benefit Framber. I think we're going to see a more focused Framber Valdez. When you look at what he, what Framber Valdez brings to the table, one of the best curveballs of any left-hander in baseball, and a plus-plus sinker, if we can hone that stuff in, uh, nobody less than Mike Trout has indicated that this guy has one of some of the best stuff he's ever seen. So uh, I take that as high praise for a Framber Valdez. And there are others that, uh, that I'm looking forward to, uh, to seeing. I think, uh, I think a sleeper for me would be Abreu. I think this kid has a chance to be exceptional, and uh, we've made some strides with his delivery this winter, and uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to a lot of these young people. I, I hesitate. I'm probably missing a few, but um, but uh, we have some young arms coming, and uh, it's a credit to our minor league system. Brent Strom joining us on Astro Line, legendary pitching coach, was Baseball America's Coach of the Year just a couple of years ago, and we are so happy to have him on our show tonight. Uh, Stromy, you're going into spring training with probably the knowledge of three or probably four with Jose Arquiti guys in the rotation along with Lance McCullers Jr. and the two veterans with Greinke and Berlander. That fifth spot seems to be uh, one that is going to have some good competition. You have some guys, whether it's a Josh James or a Brad Peacock, that can be a starter or a reliever. Uh, at what point in the spring do you, you start with all those guys building up like they are going to be starters? And at what point of the spring do you then try and adjust if you have determined they are going to be in the bullpen instead? Well, not to uh, to dispel any secrets we have here. I think uh, I think the Austin Pruitt kid we got from Tampa Bay is a viable candidate for that fifth start. Uh, this is a big time strike thrower. He's almost like a uh, if I liken him, he's kind of like Maddox. Uh, obviously, I'm not casting him in that same same shadow, but uh, it's exceptional spin, great breaking ball, uh, throw strikes. I think he's in the mix. Josh James has done a lot of work this winter to uh, to uh, basically clean up his delivery. In fact, we used Garrett Cole and uh, as an example of how he can uh, have a better line toward home plate and throw more strikes. I, I would be hesitant in, in right now, be honest with you, thinking in terms of Precock as a starter. I kind of like him in the bullpen. Uh, that could change, but uh, I think, uh, uh, I think uh, Pruitt and Josh James and Framber Valdez are probably, if I had to guess, the, uh, uh, the the three candidates for that fifth starting spot. You know, you mentioned you know Pruitt coming into camp, and obviously there always are going to be some new guys. Sometimes you have some veteran guys who've been elsewhere. This is going to be your seventh season as Astros pitching coach. Of course, you had quite a bit of experience before that, but in your time with the Astros, you've seen a lot of pitchers come to Houston and get better after you, you've gotten a chance to, to work with them. Garrett Cole probably being the the – the prime example. 
How much easier is it for you now to get buy-in from pitchers coming from other organizations into what you're trying to get them to do as it was maybe before the, the, the last few years uh, when, when even though you had been around, maybe the, the, the track record just wasn't as, as well known for you? You know, I get a lot of credit for things that, um, that I probably shouldn't. Uh, I think it's just the nature of me being kind of the front man for this. Uh, but the, uh, the analytics people that I have are absolutely second to none. Uh, I really rely on our group of people. They are very easy to work with. They, they give me the information I need. Uh, Josh, uh, Josh Miller is an exceptional pitching coach who uh, is going to be an exceptional major league pitching coach uh, very soon. Uh, I think that's uh, the big thing. But I, I think the success of the Mortons and the Coles and the Verlanders and, and Peacocks and others that have, have come, that maybe have come from outside in, um, it, it, it's kind of, kind of resonated around the league. And they know that we try and uh, we try and maximize what they do best, and I think that's the biggest thing. We don't have any jack secret sauce. It's just a matter of, of identifying what they do. I think Colin McHugh is a prime example of somebody mm-hmm. who really had been struggling. We, we we got him over here. We made him realize how good his curveball is, his elevated fastball, and and he had a number of really good years for us. So it's really a credit to the organization, and 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 I get this credit that's really undeserved because there's a lot of people behind the scenes that uh, contribute to this, and I'm, I'm eternally grateful to them. Yeah, when you mentioned Austin Pruitt, that's who I thought about earlier with Colin McHugh and, and how you kind of turned him around and could possibly do the same with Austin. I, I know with all uh, the focus today on what was going on on the complex, the story about all the rule changes has kind of been under the radar. And I think, you know, there's a lot to, to dissect with the rule changes, and especially from your perspective, the three-batter minimum rule for a reliever. I, I know there are teams that probably – would have three mounds in their bullpen if they could because they tried to line up three different pitchers for three different batters in succession. That's no longer going to be uh, a possibility in the major leagues. What are your thoughts on the three batter minimum? Is it going to mean less guys warming up? Because you know there's no reason to get a guy warm. Tell us about your thoughts with this new rule. Well, you know, the last couple of years we've actually gone without a left-handed pitcher and been very successful. We had a lefty who was right-handed in Will Harris who was exceptional against uh, opposite side hitters. So we've had some Presley can get lefties out. Osuna can get lefties out. Um, uh, Peacock can get lefties out. Joe Smith who is working on getting lefties out. So it's going to be an interesting dynamic. Uh, I think uh, carrying a left-hander just because they're left-handed has never made sense to me. Uh, but we have some left-handers in camp that, uh, that we've identified that uh, if put into a game, uh, we feel very comfortable going against uh, right-handed hitters. So uh, whether I think it I'm, – I'm kind of not sure how this rule is going to play – I know it's going to cause some uh, uh, some managers some angst a little bit, uh, especially if they don't get the lefty out, and then all of a sudden a strong right-handed hitter comes up. So it's going to it's going to play a little havoc with uh, with with your, your thought process. But um, we'll just have to wait and see how it uh, how it goes. I'm really kind of kind of really haven't honed in on that a great deal as of yet. And also, too, along with the three batter minimum, now the, there are going to be limits in terms of how many pitchers you can carry. Uh, uh, even in, into September, potentially, although you'll be able to carry one more, 14 as opposed to 13. Do you think that will – because I feel like this offseason we haven't heard as much about, you know, the opener as we were the, the last couple of years. Do you feel like maybe some of these new rules in terms of limiting pitchers and also limiting – or limiting number of pitchers on the rosters and also limiting, uh, you know, changing how, how long guys can be down. They have to be down for 15 days as opposed to 10 days in the minor leagues as pitchers. It's another change this year. Do you think that's going to affect how teams use their pitching, particularly when it comes to using openers and things like that? 
Well, it's funny you should say that because obviously our general manager comes from a our new general manager comes from a team that uh, really transformed that. He was kidding me yesterday, the other day. I, he asked me, "How do you think Verlander will feel if uh, we do an opener for him?" <laughs> uh, I just I wasn't sure how to, you know I, I I want him to be able to tell him that's what we're doing. <laughs> uh, but he was kidding. He was kidding, of course. But uh, you know, Tampa Bay has done an excellent job. Uh, of identifying people that can do this, and uh, so we'll see where, how, you know, where we uh, as we move further down spring training, see if that's going to be an option for us or not. Uh, but you know, we have we have Josh James is 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 neutral, uh, Framber Valdez is neutral. Uh, I'll have to get checked on Pruitt's numbers. Uh, so we'll we'll see where we're at when we get to that. I know Arkady uh, with his uh, with his pitches is is neutral, and of course Grenke and Verlander, um, and then McCullers with the with the wipeout breaking ball plays very well against left-handed hitters. So I'm not so sure we'll see it to the extent that Tampa did it, and I'm not sure sure we'll see Tampa doing it as much with the with the starting pitch they have with Glasnow and Snell and uh, our old buddy Charlie Morton, who who put together a fabulous year last year. So, you know, it may switch back, uh, and it won't you won't see it as much, with at least with Tampa Bay. Stromy, before we let you go, we always ask people about their offseason. I know for you it's a time to be around family, and you also have a little connection with the 49th state that has been about 10 years in the making. You were originally a, <laughs> an Alaska gold panner back in the day, and you go to Alaska every uh, year, this year November 22nd to 24th. Tell us about uh, the baseball in Alaska and how you got involved in it and what this program's about that you've been a part of. Well, having played in Alaska for three years, I, I, I met some wonderful people up there, and they've asked me to put clinics on up there because they're kind of a forgotten area. Uh, this past year, I took uh, uh, William Murphy, our uh, pitching coordinator, and, and Snitker with me up there, and we did a clinic up there, and, and it's been a long time ago, and I, I, I just hesitate. Most of the time, these young men don't get the instruction that uh, they get in the lower 48. Um, and it's uh, so it's my pleasure to go up there and work with them and uh, and make them give them the bit information that we have right now. It's going to kind of funny. I found a pitcher up there that I'm going to be bringing to spring training for a tryout. So it's going to be uh, kind of interesting uh, uh, dynamic. I'll introduce him to you when he when he comes down. Uh, so we'll see on that. Uh, the rest of the winter I had besides Alaska, I did a clinic in Budapest, Hungary. Wow. And then I did a clinic in Italy. I did a clinic in Italy just uh, before I came to spring training. I spoke with Mike Piazza, who is now living full-time in Italy and is the head coach of the Italian national team. So there was a lot of European travel. I will tell you, uh, those 14-hour flights are, are, are starting to get to this old body, so i got to <laughs> kind of watch myself a little bit. Hey, how good is your Italian and, and, and your, your Hungarian? <laughs> well, well, let me tell you about the Italians. If they ran... If they ran their country like they run restaurants, they would be a world power because they can run a restaurant. <laughs> Country's a different story. <laughs> Strami, you're the best. We appreciate the time. We cannot wait to get down to West Palm Beach, Florida, and, and check out yourself and the rest of the team. And uh, we appreciate you joining us on Astro Line, and we'll see you very shortly. Hey, anytime. You, two, you guys are two of the best. I really enjoy you both. Okay. All right, thanks, Drami. Hey, 2020 Astro season tickets are on sale now. Enjoy some of the best seats and exclusive benefits throughout the year at Minute Maid Park. For tickets and more information, visit astros.com slash season tickets or call 1-877-9ASTROS today. Up next from Plucker's Wing Bar on Shepard will be the newest member of the Houston Astros Hall of Fame. We'll be talking with Lance Berkman. He'll call into Astro Line as we'll have more hot stove right after this. Looking for a great place to bring your friends and family? Head on over to Carbach Brewing for some fresh craft beer and damn good eats. 
With our on-site restaurant and sprawling beer garden, there's always something for everyone to enjoy. So grab a Love Street Blonde or a Hopadillo IPA and kick back and relax. And keep up with all of our events by following us on social media at Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. The sun is shining, the palms are swaying, and Astro Spring Training is back in West Palm Beach this spring. Come experience baseball and the Palm Beach is all in one place. Visit astros.com slash spring to download your 2020 spring training schedule or call 561-500-HITS for ticket information or to place your season ticket, suite, or party deck deposits today. That's 561 561- Five zero zero four four eight seven. The Astros Buddies Club, presented by BBVA, is the official kids' club of the Houston Astros and the coolest way to show off your Astros pride in school or on the playground. For only $30, get Astros Buddies items, including a backpack, socks, hat, and lanyard, as well as tickets to select home games at Minute Maid Park. To learn more or to become a member, go to Astros.com slash buddies. Welcome back to AstroLine, the Astros' official off-season hot stove show presented by Carbac Brewing, coming to you live from Plucker's Wing Bar at 1400 Shepherd. like to remind you, Shriners Hospital for Children College Classic returns to Minute Maid Park February 28th through March 1st as the Big 12 takes on the SEC. Three-day tournament features Texas, Oklahoma, Baylor, LSU, Arkansas, and Missouri. For more information and tickets, visit astros.com slash college classic. Welcome back to Astro Line, Todd Callis, Robert Ford. We are live at Plucker's Wing Bar on 1400 Shepherd. Of course, Astro Line is presented every time by Carbach Brewery. Uh, thanks to Brian McTaggart and Brent Strong, the pitching coach of the Houston Astros, for joining us earlier. And we're now joined by a member of the Houston Astros Hall of Fame. He'll be inducted coming up this summer on August the 8th, along with Cesar Cedeno. Roy Hopines, Billy Wagner, and Bob Watson. Uh, we welcome in a guy who had a career 9.59 OPS, a six-time All-Star. The Big Puma, I know your baseball record speaks for itself, but I think the fact that your work last year on AT&T's broadcast put you over the top. <laughs> welcome to the Hall of Fame, Lance Berkman. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. So tell us about uh, being part of this class. It's a pretty great uh, group you're being uh, a part of, you and Billy Wags and Bob Watson and Roy and Cesar. Yeah, I, th- I just think it's a great thing that the Astros are doing. I know that, you know, one of the strengths of the great organizations in the sport, and I got a chance to play for two of them in addition to the Astros with the Cardinals and the Yankees. And, the, and the, you know, the one thing that those organizations do is they really, um, you know, they have a good connection with past players, and I think that, you know, what Reed, I don't know if it was solely his brainchild or not, but uh, just the fact that the Astros have started this and have started bringing some of the older guys back and uh, have kind of created this community, I think it's great, and I'm certainly honored to be part of it. You know, talking about this Hall of Fame class, I want to ask you about two two guys you played with who, who are going in, Roy Oswalt and, and Billy Wagner, and I really feel like all three of you may be uh, a bit underrated as your as your careers have, have come to an end, uh, particularly Oswalt and, and Wagner. Just talk about those two guys and, and, and having them as teammates and, and, and how much they brought to the table. Well, I mean, you, you know, the, the really the, what makes the thing go is pitching, and uh, those are two of the, the best that have ever put on an Astro uniform. So, you know, you had maybe the – most effective starter in the history of, of the franchise. And then, you know, of course, maybe the best reliever that the Astros have ever had. So uh, just a pair of guys that were great teammates, 
Uh, the thing that I appreciate about both of them is they're, they're team guys through and through. They would, they're willing to do just about anything to help the team win. And, um, you know, they just, they were a big part of having the Astros have always had a really good clubhouse. I feel like, and you guys probably know that just from being around some of these teams where there just, there seems to be a great chemistry and continuity that, that gets handed down. And, and they were a big part of, you know, creating that atmosphere, uh, the, the professionalism and just the, uh, you just good guys to, to compete with. And so, uh, a lot of fun to play with, with both Roy and Billy and, and uh, certainly got a chance to see firsthand how good those two guys were. And I agree with you. I think, you know, both are, are, are underrated, uh, probably because they spent most of their career in Houston, which, um, you know, despite being a, a large city, is not one of the bigger media markets, uh, certainly not uh, as big as some in the, in the Northeast there. So I think that, that certainly hurts uh, their, their, uh, their career in terms of how they're rated uh, in comparison to some of the other greats of the game. But I can tell you that uh, in their prime, you, you wouldn't have wanted anybody else to start for you in a, in a big game but Roy, and you wouldn't want anybody on the mound closing it out but Billy. So uh, just a couple, of, a couple of great players. Lance Berkman joining us on Astro Line. Lance, uh, this time a year in the past, before last year, you'd be getting ready for another high school baseball season. You've got a little bit more of your uh, free time back now, and I know you said – uh, to Jim Crane, you would do anything the team wanted to help out during this transition period. Uh, what are your plans? Are you going to go to spring training at all? Are you going to try and be around the ballpark a little more this season? What are your plans looking forward to 2020? Hey, I've got a scoop for you. You're back on the broadcast, buddy. We're looking forward to working with you again. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, I was supposed to. You know, it's one of those deals. I, I got an email about it, but then I wasn't sure exactly what, to what extent I was going to be part of it. So I'm sure all that will hash out here in the next couple of weeks. Hey, by the way, happy 44th birthday, Lance. I know you celebrated a birthday three days ago. So. Yeah, I'm, I feel I'm getting old and feeling it. So, <laughs> Hey, you know, we were talking about this the – cold weather is not good for my knees. I mean, I woke up this morning, I thought, my goodness, my back hurts, my knees hurt, and it's 40 degrees outside. So, yeah. You know, we were talking a little earlier about you going into the Astros Hall of Fame, a, a well-deserved honor. Last year you were on the ballot for the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown for the first time, uh, and – Unfortunately, only got five votes, and so you wound up dropping off the ballot after after one year. When you found that out, and obviously you knew you were going to be on the ballot, what, what was kind of your reaction? Was it surprised that so few people voted for you, or what, 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 were, what were kind of your thoughts on that? Well, I didn't I didn't really know what to expect. Honestly, it was one of those deals where I was on and off of it so quick. It was like, oh, I'm honored to be on it, and then oh, well, I'm right off of it. So <laughs> it was it was quick. I, I was a little little surprised. Uh, that I didn't get a few more votes, but you know, it's uh, everybody probably thinks high, more highly of themselves than they ought to, and, and I'm no exception to that. So, um, but uh, objectively speaking, I just you know didn't didn't get enough momentum, uh, and and it was a pretty good, you know, part of the problem with the process, which um, I certainly don't want it to sound like sour grapes or anything, but but sometimes it just depends on. Who else is on the ballot with yep, you? Right. And whether it's a year where there's a lot of guys that, that deserve uh, consideration or, or greater consideration, or like there's a few years where maybe like this past year where there's not as many guys that are that are uh, worthy of that consideration that are going on. So some of it's kind of luck of the draw. And you know, I didn't really expect to to get into the Hall of Fame, but I, I did expect to be on the ballot for longer than. Than one year. All right, Lance. Hey, we appreciate you joining us tonight on Astro Line, and congrats once again on being part of the 2020 Astros Hall of Fame class. 
Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. All right, that is Lance Berkman, the big Puma, going into the Astros Hall of Fame this summer. We'll be back with one final segment. This is Astroline, presented by Carbach Brewing on the Astros Radio Network. Looking for a great place to bring your friends and family? Head on over to Carbach Brewing for some fresh craft beer and damn good eats. With our on-site restaurant and sprawling beer garden, there's always something for everyone to enjoy. So grab a Love Street Blonde or a Hopadillo IPA and kick back and relax. And keep up with all of our events by following us on social media at Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. The sun is shining, the palms are swaying, and Astro Spring Training is back in West Palm Beach this spring. Come experience baseball and the Palm Beach is all in one place. Visit astros.com slash spring to download your 2020 spring training schedule or call 561-500-HITS for ticket information or to place your season ticket, suite, or party deck deposits today. That's 561-500-4487. The Astros Buddies Club, presented by BBVA, is the official kids club of the Houston Astros and the coolest way to show off your Astros pride in school or on the playground. For only $30, get Astros Buddies items, including a backpack, socks, hat, and lanyard, as well as tickets to select home games at Minute Maid Park. To learn more or to become a member, go to astros.com slash buddies. Houston is the city we love. A city of heart, resolve, determination. A city we embody as we suit up and step on the field each day. We play for the H on our caps, for the legacy we will build together. We play for our city, our home, for the H. Minute Maid Park. Fans loving it. And whoever in this crowd wasn't standing before, well, they're getting to their feet now. Lock in the best seats with exclusive benefits with 2020 season tickets. This one's hammered to left field. That is a no doubt about it home run. That's hit well and deep to left field. Looking up. See you later. Visit Astros.com slash season tickets and we'll see you at Minute Maid Park. Welcome back to Astro Line. Thank you very much to Plucker's Wing Bar. Also, my co-host Robert Ford, our engineer and producer Boltzy, Matt Boltz, as well as our studio engineer Bob Elliott. That'll do it for Astro Line, presented by Carbach Brewery. Make sure you come back next week right here from Houston for our final show before spring training. Have a good night, everyone. Astro Line. You've been listening to Sports Talk 790 Astro Line, the Astros' official off-season show, presented by Carbock Brewing Company. Astro Line on Sports Talk 790, home of the Strohs. See you later.